You see, whether you can draw like this or not, being able to think up this kind of design, it depends on whether or not you can say to yourself, oh, yeah, girls like this exist in real life. If you don't spend time watching real people, you can't do this because you've never seen it. Some people spend their lives interested only in themselves. Almost all Japanese animation is produced with hardly any basis taken from observing real people, you know. It's produced by humans who can't stand looking at other humans. And that's why the industry is full of otaku. Hayao Miyazaki. In other words, anime was a mistake. Hi, welcome back to Diane and Langdon. The show where we analyze various forms of media, continuing with Full Metal Alchemist, the 2003 anime adaptation. I'm Diane, I'm an archaeologist in D.C., and I'm Langdon. I'm a comedian in D.C. Uh, we are continuing with Full Metal Alchemist, the 2003 anime. Yeah. Uh, episode 10, which is called Big Titty Bunny Girl. It's called The Phantom Thief. So far, we know that Edward and Alphonse Elric are main characters. They're brothers, they're alchemists, and they attempted a human transmutation when they were young to bring their mom back to life. And in the process, Edward, the older brother, lost his arm and his leg, and Alphonse lost his entire body. He's just a soul bound to a suit of armor. Yep. Um... They're looking into a philosopher's stone as a means to get their bodies back. It's an alchemical amplifier. Um, and more recently, Edward became a state alchemist. So he works for the military, specifically for Roy Mustang, the flame alchemist. Well, more recently, um, even more recently than that, the boys were in a town called Lior, where they busted right. up a cult. Because you see, for the past seven episodes, we were in a flashback. Yep. And it has finally, and this is this is our first episode after this flashback is over. Right. So if any of you are like, wait, Lior, I thought that was episode one and two. Well, you were right. That's absolutely correct. Um, we'll we'll talk about it. I think throughout the course of this episode, mm -hmm. uh, and just how just how pointless this flashback really was. Yeah. Um, and we talked about it last episode too. But right now, Edward is fifteen. Alphonse is fourteen. Uh, they recently defeated Father Cornello in Lior, and we. Met during that arc, we met three characters named Lust, Gluttony, and Envy. Um, but that was like ten episodes ago, so like I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I, I barely remember them. If I'm if I'm a weekly viewer, I barely remember them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's a. But we know them to be some of the main villains called the Homunculi. Yes. Uh, but but they don't come up in this episode, so you know. Uh, but anyways, that brings us up to date to episode ten, Big Titty Bunny Girl, the Phantom Thief. It starts with the boys on a train. Uh, they're traveling to they're traveling technically to east city they're traveling to east city because edward officially reports to roy mustang to colonel roy mustang and so he they are mm -hmm. on their way to make a report to him presumably about leor um and we see the boys on a train and they are playing cards uh edward makes a note as as they're playing cards that he's got a, he's got a shit hand and, and we see it it is a shit yes hand. it's a very shit hand Alphonse, however, is quite happy with his cards, um, and he, he terrible at poker. He's terrible at poker. Well, <laughs> or just a, or just a terrible bluffer. Like either way. How though? He's a suit of armor. Well, he's excited. He shows his whole emotional range, even though he can't feel anything. He can't feel emotions, a and he's a, because he's a suit of armor. So you know. When the boys actually lay down their cards, though, Edward has. A royal flush. Yeah. So very, very nice. Hand. Yeah, but so he's he just cheating. had a shit hand. So he's, yeah, he's definitely cheating. Uh, and, but Alphonse can't figure that out. Even though he says that Edwards won the last several hands in a row, he can't figure out yeah. that he's cheating. But he also apparently can't win, which is a rule in this anime, that, that Alphonse cannot beat Edward. At anything. Which I hate. Um, but Edward expresses that he has a great reluctance to go see Colonel Mustang. And as he says... Ah, uh, yeah, I don't want to go see Mustang. He pulls up a card and flips it over. And the card, it is very intentionally done in a way that we are supposed to associate this card with Edward's perception of Roy Mustang. And this card is um, the Joker. Why, though? Has Roy right. Mustang made a joke? Not so far, no. <laughs> uh, but he also has some comment about, like, he doesn't want to see Roy Mustang because they don't have any updates on the Philosopher's Stone. And that's kind yeah. of their... their task right now is to get that information and share it with Roy. Sure. Uh, so he's reluctant to see him for that reason. And he comments that Roy's going to make like sarcastic comments and be a jerk to them, even though he hasn't done that so far. Well, he was really mean to Edward when he was like, oh yeah, and if you fuck with me, I'm going to tell them all about this felony you did. Sure. That's what I'll use to keep you in line. But like, that was not... 
taken by Edward to be sarcastic or right. a joke of any kind. It was not a friendly moment. It's Edward was real down and beaten at that moment. And they do have three years of a relationship that we haven't seen. Right, because they just completely skipped three years. They, we, right. don't, we don't see any I ex- development. I expected them to cover those three years during the flashback. Nope. But the flashback just happened. It's not... Whatever. Um, And you had another issue with this because... Comparing yeah. Roy to a yeah, playing yeah. card is kind of a weird It's choice. a weird thing um, because Mustang doesn't play poker. He plays chess. And I don't mean that in terms of it's his preferred game of choice. I mean that in terms of he's not a gambler. He is a strategist. So associating him with any playing card is weird to me. Yeah. Especially the, the Joker, which is the wild card. Right. Like Edward is the wild card. So that, I don't know, it's a weird yeah. moment. But even even beyond that, the manga has an has a extended, extended metaphor yeah. comparing Mustang and members of his team to chess pieces. I mean, he doesn't gamble. He plays chess. Now, now the playing card, I guess it counts as a motif. That not, I guess not really, because it doesn't actually symbolize anything. But there are more playing cards in this episode, and I think it's very obviously included here. Because they, sort of they set that order. up as a motif, but. right? But it's not. I I wouldn't call it a motif. I think that's. I think that's uh, giving it too much credit. Absolutely. Um, so then we get our intro yep. from Alphonse, in which he talks about equivalent exchange or Tolka Kokan or Tolka Koka, as I like to call it. No. Um, at the train station, th- th- it, this is not the East City train station. This is a random stop along the way in a city called Akroya. Yes. And they basically just said, you know, you never know when you might find a clue about the Philosopher's Stone. So they just jump off the train. Um, Akroya is basically Well, importantly, there's no reason for them to be here. No. And and no plot-driven thing that brought them here. Yeah. I want to clarify that, because that'll come up when we do our... Wrap-up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yes, basically Venice, like you said. Yeah. Um, and Alphonse is like, yeah, this, you know, though, it's kind of fun. Just kind of hopping off trains wherever we want. It's like, mm-hmm. kind of like playing hooky from school. And then Edward gets mad. Yeah. Like he yells at him. And I don't know why this sets him off. Like all that Edward has done since we saw him at his youngest is not go to school. <laughs> so like. That's not really fair though. Does kids. he have a school that he needs to be attending? Like I feel like once you're a state I mean, alchemist, they just right. stop giving a fuck. Like you're at PhD level now. They're not sending truant officers after you. But <laughs> also, I don't know if he feels like Al is accusing him of not taking their mission seriously. Alphonse said it was fun. He's here for it. Like he's all for this. Yeah. I don't understand why Edward is mad, except that it is convenient. Yes. For Edward to get mad and make the next beat happen. Because as he's flailing his arms, conveniently being mad over something that makes no sense, a bunch of playing cards fall out of Edward's sleeve. A bunch of ace of spades. So he he definitely was cheating. Um, and Alphonse gets upset about this. But by the time that he lowers the card, Edward is already halfway. He's, he's out of there. It is a funny moment. It's just, it's there, there wasn't a lot to set it up for me. And yeah. so that's why I'm kind of annoyed by it more than laughing at it mm-hmm. um so i guess they get to akroya uh at dusk as the sun is going down sure because the next scene is that evening yeah um, and we see a young woman in in all black leather outfit with a kind of a hood or a hat with some little floppy ears on it um i call her the big titty bunny girl her name is siren uh, and she's giving some police officers who are led by a guy who looks like Inspector, like a lot like Inspector Gadget. Like, sure. Not even really coincidentally, passingly like Inspector Gadget, like very directly to me, like Inspector Gadget. Um, but she's she's making them look bad. She's making them look silly. Like Keystone Cops. Yeah. Um, and she's an alchemist, and she uses a, a deck of playing cards mm-hmm. uh, to do some alchemy, and they kind of get her on this dock, but she kind of smiles and she drops the cards in the water and you see this big transmutation circle show up over the water and the cards turn into a tightrope which she's able to run across and escape now the um, cops your point was the cops could have grabbed her during this during time, this whole sequence easily. it's a long sequence and they're just kind of standing there watching her do this alchemy and yeah. then she escapes and I, it's it's bizarre because they easily could have grabbed her right. so falls flat for me but it's also important that they see the alchemy happen for some later points. It is very important um, that they actually see that she does alchemy. Yes, and that and the that's... transmutation circle is visible. Yes. Or I guess we're supposed to assume it's visible. I don't know why we wouldn't think that. 
Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. Uh, in the next the next morning, the boys are kind of going about town. Uh, we learn that Acroya is the city of water. Uh, like Diane said, it's very much like Venice. Yeah. Uh, a cart drives by, splashes Edward with some mud, and he uses alchemy to dry off. And Inspector Gadget from the last scene shows up and just cuffs him immediately. Alphonse is scared. He's very Which frightened. is bizarre to me because Alphonse can't feel terror. So, yeah, specifically can't feel scared. Yes. <laughs> uh, by his own admission. Um. And, and basically the boys are taken to the police station. If it feels like this episode's happening very fast. It's because it, it is. It's because it is happening very fast. <laughs> um, it, they're taken to an interrogation room uh, where Inspector Gadget tells them basically that they saw Edward was an alchemist and Siren is an alchemist. So maybe as an alchemist, a state alchemist at that, Edward might have some ideas on how well, to catch her. they don't quite believe that Edward's a state alchemist. They do not. Edward is, is like, I'm a state alchemist. And the guy's like... Okay, but, like, as an alchemist... Like, he doesn't quite believe that Everett's a state alchemist. Um, he does call Everett short, and Everett stands up and yells for a little bit. During this entire scene, though, Everett's face is either obscured by a bowl that he is eating from, mm-hmm. or by a lamp when he is standing and screaming. His face is literally obscured for the entire scene. It's such... It is one of the weirdest choices I've ever seen. The, the bowl, I don't mind, because he's... Cause... The eating is played as a comedic bit, and it works really, really well. He eats most of this episode. He, he's been, he was eating on the train. He was eating when they were walking through the town. He, he eats constantly. I'm fine um, And he that. even steals Alphonse's rice bowl in this, in this very scene. Very, the lamp, very though, The lamp, I can't give them a pass on, because it just, it just makes no sense. When you look at the scene, and you see Alphonse, the cop, the back of the police officer, and Edward covered by this lamp, you're like, why? Why that, that cover him? That makes Alphonse the central character of the scene because he's the one whose face you can see. Yeah. It's, but it's Alphonse does nothing during this scene except get his rice bowl sta- taken away. Yeah. So uh, whatever. Uh, we cut to Edward and Alphonse outside of the police station and Edward sort of wonders what this police officer is using for brains. Yeah. He questioned them for three hours and didn't learn anything. Yeah. And then Alphonse basically says, doesn't it bother you, Ed? Like an alchemist thief. I, bother him why would it bother him at this point every alchemist we and possibly edward have encountered has been a literal piece of shit like yes, except every for single one except for alphonse but yeah like we haven't seen a single alchemist being they for the people so <laughs> i don't is that how you say that be thou for the people in the plural be they I, for the thou people? is still plural yeah being thou for the people yes yeah. It's very, inf- it's very familiar, though. It makes me... <laughs> well, shouldn't you be familiar with an alchemist if he is, in fact, for the people? That's a good point. That's a good point. I'll take it. Uh, then Edward doubles over because he has food poisoning. Yes. So they go to the hospital in Acroya. Um, we see this, this wacky-looking Bozo the Clown doctor. J- just a bad character design, I yeah. thought. Just really yeah. goofy. He's got, He's... like, tufts of gray hair coming out and of the sides of his head. And a round nose in the middle of his face. Like, literally yeah. an oval nose. Yeah. Edward has to get a shot. For his food poisoning. For his food poisoning. Can uh, I just say, I've had food poisoning. In Japan, no less, I did not receive a shot for my food poisoning. I got like a little box of Imodium yeah. and then they were like, go on, back to your little yeah. Airbnb. Bye-bye. I mean, I mean, with isn't the point of, isn't, with food poisoning, don't you just barf it out? Yeah, you basically just have to purge it. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing you can do. It's literally, like... Take some Imodium, take some anti-nausea pills, but literally, you literally just have to purge it. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't want to get the shot because he hates needles, which I, which I thought was canon. It's also mild food poisoning. It is, yeah. So he's not like, it's, it's well, not like he can't keep medicine down. There's not really any such thing as serious food poisoning, is there? There is, yeah. It, but if it's serious food poisoning, it's something different, right? It's usually complicated by something. Yeah. Anyways, um, I thought him hating needles was canon, but you said it's not, and I, I don't... I think we checked where we could. Yeah, and, and Edward's also pretty brave with, with pain in general. I mean, this is a kid mm-hmm. who routinely gets punched in the face and also gets into physical fights and also has auto mail. So, yeah. like, he's not he's he's not afraid of pain. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, uh, someone is able to give him the shot uh, with her womanly wiles. It is a nurse named Clara who is mm-hmm. very obviously... The big titty bunny girl. She's well animated. We saw Siren. Um, you can tell because of the way she's animated, and just like it's, it's obvious. It's the same way that we knew. Uh, Lebby was Karen, right? In episode four, um, 
my god, it's not so long ago. It's not a good mystery. Um, no. And I, I don't know if it has to be, but like no. the boys definitely aren't supposed to know, but they don't even know who Siren is at this point. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, in the courtyard of the hospital, Alphonse, the, both of the boys think that she's very pretty, but Alphonse in particular is smitten with Clara. Mm-hmm. Um, she's nearby in the courtyard peeling an apple for an old woman, which reminds mm-hmm. Alphonse of the boy's mom, Trisha. Yep. Uh, Alphonse has some very bad mommy issues. Yeah. Like, sad. Like, Oedipal mommy issues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> am I wrong? Um, the old lady spills these apple slices. <laughs> she spills the apple slices, and Alphonse comes over and transmutes them back together into a whole apple. Mm-hmm. Clara seems uh, suspicious of, of Alphonse. Yeah, she sees this and she's kind of like... <gasps> Your alchemists. Right. Um, but Inspector Gadget arrives to the courtyard of the hospital. I don't know why he would know that they were there. Um, and mm-hmm. he whisks the boys off to police headquarters. Yeah. At where the headquarters. They see, where, where we see um, huge, at the headquarters, there's a huge table before Edward and Alphonse. It is filled with many bowls of Katsudon. Yeah. Which Edward is furiously eating his way through his first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I have to explain to you, this is rows and rows and rows and rows of bowls full of katsudon dozens the dozens easily and and i'm 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 very curious about why they have done this um because the katsudon will get cold while we're waiting for edward to finish his like to fight his way through them they're all for him and And, but also edward is scarfing this katsudon down which is what is implied to have given him food poisoning earlier so he clearly has not learned his lesson like for me if i get food poisoning at a restaurant I'm never going back to that restaurant. I don't think they have an option if they can go back to police headquarters. <laughs> um, but no, you're absolutely right. It, it doesn't really make a ton of sense. There's um, not a ton. Of, no one wants to eat cold, soggy katsudon. And also, buddy, this made you sick in the first place. Don't come back for it. Uh, but the the inspector, as we'll call him from this point forward, uh, has discovered that Edward is a state alchemist because he, he actually called Roy Mustang. Uh, and Roy Mustang was like, yeah, he's a, he's a state alchemist. So he is... He's, very humble. He demands that his officers respect Edward. Um, and Edward demands another serving of Which Katsudon. Which is silly because there are dozens of servings of Katsudon. Yeah. Very obviously for him. He don't gotta ask. Just grab it and go. Yeah, he like holds I, the bowl out and he's like, another one. It could have been really funny if at this moment instead they had had like a bunch of officers suddenly start wheeling out tables of Katsudon instead mm-hmm. of showing us the whole buffet at, in the fir- at the first moment. Or, so, I think that could have been funnier. Or if throughout the scene there was, like, a line of officers next to him that were, like, passing Katsudon bowls and every, like, 20 <laughs> seconds he was going through one. Are you talking, like, a Ford assembly yeah. line style? Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Fire brigade style? Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, that's funny. But basically, uh, the inspector needs them to help with this whole siren problem. He takes them to a museum. A musée, as Diane labeled it in her notes. <laughs> um, and basically they're there to guard this artifact it looks like a gauntlet mm-hmm. um and there's a huge crowd outside because siren uh publishes her plans in the newspapers she has groupies yeah. even um, yeah so she's a big big deal here people have gathered to to watch her steal this thing mm-hmm. and edward says that he's taken this job because now he has an interest in siren i don't know why he now has an interest in siren but he does um yeah and she does show up uh and the way that that happens is you see the boys and several police guards in the room and a drop of water starts coming through the ceiling and you see some kind of alchemy happen on this water and it turns into like a smoke bomb. So all the guards are distracted. Um, Somehow Siren gets into the room. She uses the playing cards to pin Alphonse against the wall. Which, which... buddy, you're a suit of armor. Just keep on going. It'll take more than that to kill me. Wasn't that what he said? That's what he said. Bury the chopper? That's what he said in the same episode where he said he doesn't feel fear. But he looks pretty scared of these playing cards. Um, yeah. But yeah. she, she, of course, gets the gauntlet and escapes. Um, and Edward chases after her. He catches up to her and she uses alchemy to turn the playing cards into a sword. Yes. Um, there's a little bit of a fight here. And the fight... So they tussle and then Edward somehow ends up on top of her. And then the camera switches angles and you see that he is squeezing her boobie he is mm-hmm. he's literally honking it mm-hmm. like it makes the uh, 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 sound <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't oh I did i put oh. that in there in my head 
There might be some sound, but it's it's not that one. Um, but then he says, "You're a woman." Anime was a mistake. Anime was a mistake. Anime was a mistake. Oh my god. Um. So he's shocked by this. They disentangle, and she stripper zips her outfit down to reveal that she has this big breastbone tattoo uh, that matches the transmutation circle that mm-hmm. we saw earlier. Yeah. And another deck of playing cards. She whips the playing cards out to uses alchemy to. Uh, and pins Edward to the ground with the cards. Um, and then the big titty bunny girl <laughs> blows him a kiss and runs away. And that's yeah. our commercial break. Yeah. You guys having fun yet? <laughs> I I hate this episode. I'm sorry. I know we should save that for the end. But Keep going. Um, when we get <sighs> back from our commercial break, oh, we are... I hate this scene too. We are at the hospital. Um, Edward is apparently having a checkup. Again, I've had food poisoning in Japan. And they basically gets get you into the hospital like if you go to your you know care clinic or wherever and you get your emodium your anti-nausea medication if you can't keep your anti-nausea medication down then like yeah maybe you'll get like some saline and then also what they'll they'll put the anti-nausea medication in into your drip but like other than that once you're good and they've given you their medication they're like okay goodbye if it gets worse, call us again. Otherwise, you're you're done. Bye. Yeah. Goodbye. Like, swear to God. So I know this is not standard procedure in Japan for people to come back for mild cases of food poisoning. This is also a mistress, though. Okay, but, like, this is a very Japanese version of a mistress sure. in which everybody eats katsudon and eats with chopsticks. That's true. That's ex- that's an excellent point. And he even has the, the what do you call them? The balls. Mm-hmm. Tamago yaki? No. Oh, dango. Dango. Whoops. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Everett's even eaten dango on the train at the beginning of this episode. It's a very Japanese mistress. Very Japanese Venice. Very Japanese version of Venice. Yes. Uh, uh, so again, they're at the hospital. We're not sure why. Edward is looking for Alphonse. Not sure why they got separated. Yeah. Um, and he, he stumbles into this back room and Clara's there and we see her unbutton her blouse to show the tattoo because again, she's Siren and we knew that from the beginning. Okay, and, but why does she need to unbutton her blouse to show the tattoo? Because in the scene where she's running away from the Keystone Cops, she doesn't need to show the tattoo in order to activate her alchemy. It can just happen. Um, it sounds like it's because anime was a mistake. And it's convenient. So she unbuttons her blouse to reveal the transmutation circle and uses alchemy to transmute uh, a flower into a pill, which I, I, I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't mind that. That kind of makes sense to me. That makes enough sense. Sure. Um... And Edward calls her out for being Siren. Yeah. Um, and then Alphonse comes in. Uh, at and no this, point does she At no she point does this, this, this grown-ass woman surrounded by children think, maybe I should button up my blouse to prevent myself from being accused of something. It looks bad. At no point does she think, oh, there are little children here. I should probably, like, button up my blouse so that nobody who could possibly walk in would get the wrong idea. Because lo and behold... Somebody else does walk in. Right. It's the police officer who can see right there the tattoo on her breastbone that matches the tattoo that she used in the very first scene in which he was chasing her. And he does nothing about the sexual misconduct or the thieving or the alchemy or any of it. Um, He doesn't even notice they're the same tattoo, which that seems like something he should know as a police officer. Yeah, I would think that he would be looking at that emblem every single day i don't think that anybody in positions of authority anybody in in bureaucratic positions in this country has any degree of competence i think they're all idiots but also what's the difference between police and the military in a mistress because i don't know i thought a mistress was a military police state yeah in well which would imply that the military is the police otherwise i don't understand why they have so many different headquarters in so many different cities right or why they're so involved with catching serial killers exactly i don't understand that if that's not the case there, there was a lot if i'm remembering correctly there was a line in an earlier episode where i think havoc or hughes says that it would look bad for the military if the police caught the serial killer in central the military's backyard well, the entire country is the military's backyard if they also have bases hey. in the north, in <laughs> I, East City. Hey, I didn't write it. It's 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 very weird to me. I think um, the entire country is their backyard. Pick but, a lane. Anyways, but before Inspector Gadget comes into the room, uh, we learn Clara's 
motivation, which is that the hospital is going to be destroyed and she steals to help her patients. Um, not really important, because who cares? I guess that evening, we're at, we're at a mansion now. Uh, oh, Inspector Gadget came because he needs the boys' help with something. Uh, yes, and that evening we're Siren's at a mansion. Next, yes, Siren's next uh, heist. It looks a yeah. lot like the, Kabuki, the, the Kabukiza in, in Tokyo. But um, I will take your word for it. As as we said, this is a very very Japanese mistress, mm-hmm. um, and the it's, Inspector Gadget tells the boys that there is a trap for sirens set up inside. Yeah. Um, and then and he then, creeps off with this weird like velociraptor. So y'all pose. remember it is like funny. yeah yeah y'all remember um, series of unfortunate events the the movie <gasps> with Jim Carrey. It looks like that scene in which Jim Carrey is playing Count Olaf pretending to be a raptor. Or the, yeah. the, the group of Adams that have decided that they are Jim Carrey are pretending to be a raptor. That's that's what it looks like. Are you, are you referencing Jim Carrey's dissociative breakdown right now? No. Okay. It sounds <laughs> like... Um, uh, anyways, basically Edward is here in case the trap doesn't work. Yes. So we get inside the mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the room where this current treasure is being held. This time it's kind of a pocket watch, which I think is a weird choice because... The state alchemists use pocket watches. Yeah. I just thought, that, like, do something different. Yeah. Um, anyways. Give me a crown. A watery tendril sneaks under the door and moves up and unlocks it. Okay. Siren gets the watch, but a cage falls on top of her. And, and then hear? something well- happens. <laughs> And then you're outside and she's running away. Okay, so what happens is you hear the clap sound effect and then the ground like heaves up around her. You see the alchemical electricity going on and then the bars kind of bend and break on the cage. Do they? They they she warp. Looks, she looks pretty encaged to me. They pretty much, um, they warp. It's not really clear how she gets out. Yeah. It's actually totally unclear how she gets out. and We watched it. Close to ten times, probably. But she does get out, because in the next scene, we are outside, yep. and she and Edward are walking toward each other, and then there's a cut, and then they're back to back. Um, she asks him, You've seen movies. <laughs> this doesn't bother me, really. It bothers um, me a lot. Like, they just kind of walked past each other, and then both decided to stop to have this conversation. Well, they, they have to have this conversation. Right, but why didn't they have this conversation face-to-face? Before they decided to walk past each other. I can't answer that. Um, but the conversation... Uh, is along the lines of Siren trying to find out why Edward is helping her. Um, and I don't really think he gives a good answer because we don't have anything <laughs> in our notes about it. No. Um, but, but but she says, as a grown woman, I have to repay my debt to you. Maybe there's something you'd like me to do for you in return. You said it, not me, but you're 100% correct. It's Anime was a mistake. That's, it, that's yeah. If if Hall's episode set feminism back a hundred years, this episode just just resets it. Yeah. <laughs> this set us back to the witch trials. Edward declines her very generous offer uh, of sexual favors. Um, um, and instead asks if she knows anything about the Philosopher's Stone. And she says that she doesn't, but if he can find out where it is, she'll steal it for him. This entire scene is also played like real condescending, where she's like bent over and leaning toward him and like, oh, little child, you know, the way that you really shouldn't talk to short people and like, or to children, you should just talk to them. Um, Uh, But he says that he's glad that she'll be able to save the hospital. Yes, and then the next scene we see the we see an explosion on the skyline of the city, and then we zoom into the hospital, which has been demolished. So Clara has swindled them, mm-hmm. uh, and the boys are kind of reeling from this. But she appears behind them as a nun, she basically dressed chastises as a nun. them for fighting, and she takes them to a church, a, a Christian church That's with right. a cross. That's right. Um, and she was, and she tells them she was so upset about the hospital that she became a nun. Yep, but. Oh, the convent. It's it's going to be demolished. Oh, no. Um, Edward knows that she's grifting them, um, but Alphonse is stupid. Yep. So nothing new there. At the hotel, Alphonse runs into their hotel room, and he is shocked because Siren's back, and, and she's, she stole something again, and now the convent can be saved. Fun, because Alphonse can't show emotion, so he's, his surprise is, is quite interesting. It's always so interesting how he manages to fake emotional responses 
I just realized, though, maybe in the three years that wasn't covered by the flashback... Alphonse learned how to feel things? Could be. Maybe we got another flashback. Maybe the, maybe the show works episode, episode, seven episodes in flashback. <laughs> episode, episode, seven episodes in flashback. One can uh, hope. But the church is not saved. It is instead, it is instead destroyed the next morning. Um, I actually think that this bit plays pretty nicely. Mm-hmm. As far as like a three beat comedy thing, sure. Um, but it's just not. It's just not right. Um, yes, but um, Alphonse is like, oh no, she wasn't fast enough to save the church, and Edward is like, are you are you an idiot? And the answer to that is uh, yes. Yeah. Um, but then they they see a, they hear a woman behind them who chastises them for fighting, and we turn around and it's Clara dressed as a school teacher. With Complete like, with children. Yeah, she's got like four or five Who kids. gave these children to her? Or did she steal them to? We may never know. She Probably stole them too. and uh, she's going to sell the children in order to save the school. Uh, and, and Edward is like, so are you just like a thief and a grifter? And she says, well, you're a grown up. Uh, that, that was part of their conversation earlier was uh-huh. him asserting that he is a grown up. Uh, so she says, you're a grown up. Figure it out for yourself. Yeah. Um. The boys kind of go around town, just walking, um, and they see kind of people who are excited about Siren and what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look to her, they, they ask a gentleman uh, who's reading a newspaper, and they look to Siren as a star of hope. Yes. Akroya, uh, being the way that it is, is going to be underwater in five years. Yes. But at least Siren makes things interesting and brings tourists. And one of the things I really like about this sequence is as they show, like, some of the headlines of Siren's past escapades, there's one that says, The Golden Toilet Stolen. So glad she robbed Trump. Yes. Um, But Edward is upset, and he basically says she'll pay for duping Edward Elric, the full metal alchemist. I hate this scene, too. The next scene. It's, Mm -hmm. I guess that evening, Siren is on a boat, like a gondola boat. She's on a boat. And Edward is also on a boat, and their boats are headed toward each other on the Grand Canal. Yep. Um, And she says that uh, she thought he would come. And she says, isn't this nice? A date on the water. Stop! Uh, Why did did she think he would come? On a boat. Why did she think he would come at all? I don't know. Probably because he's been, like, on to her for a minute. But, like, well, that's wi- not the problem wishes. I have with it. The problem I have with it is they're on boats. <laughs> yeah, where did <laughs> they get the boats? so dumb. Yeah. Um, you don't have a problem with her being pre- with a 20 Oh, I have a huge problem being... with date on the water. Yeah. I have a huge problem with her literally saying date it's... to the 15-year-old child. I mean, that's exactly I... why we brought up the, the quote at the beginning. is Because this is such, like, a fantasy episode. Yeah, boy gets to bang big tittied older woman it's gross yeah it's predatory um, edward has some line about their motivations being different and the burdens they carry being different as he does it he grabs like his arm and i was like oh oh they're different because she has all four limbs and he doesn't <laughs> but that that's not what he talks about at all it's it's it, that's not what i don't about. even know um but then Siren tries to kill him with water, doing the same tendril thing that she did before. Yes, it's very much like watching Katara waterbend. Yeah, from Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Uh, but she does destroy his boat, and he does sink to the bottom of the lake. Yes, um, and then all of a sudden a huge hand rises up from the bottom of the canal. And well, we see, we, yeah, we see him transmute it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this big hand comes up, similar to what he did in Lior in the first arc. Um, and we see the hand start to, like, close around and then her we see boat. her face and she's surprised and Front, then she closes her eyes and smiles slightly and just accepts death and we're not joking about that if you guys go watch this scene that is exactly it's dead ass what happens there there is no debate that no, she she just accepts is death is afraid and then accepts death yes um but edward at the bottom cannot swim and then he yeah. drowns. <laughs> we, um, we assume he drowns because he like she like kicks up and like he can't get out of the frame though. Like the camera doesn't follow him. We just see him kind of flail for a little bit. Yes, I assume his auto mail is weighing him down. But probably drowns. Um, I think he drowns because the next scene we see oh, he it's daytime. Himself out. Maybe, but the next scene is daytime. Um, 
when they're cuffing Siren. Mm-hmm. Um, so Edward is still wet in the daytime. Remember, the last scene happened at night. Yeah. So um, how long was he just in the river? Because he's still dripping wet. And why can't he clap and dry off like he did at the very beginning of the episode? I don't know. Who cares? Siren is now handcuffed. I don't know how long he kept her in the hand. Um, I also don't know why the police took so long to show up. And I guess that their fight could have gone on longer because she could have like transmuted her way out of the hand so maybe he had to wait for the police to show up but again we're not seeing that right and that would have been really interesting but they don't show us the interesting stuff well we we have a note on the overall pacing of the episode and how quick it seems Um, i just i just have to wonder how much time elapsed between edward quote drowning and the police showing up because again it was night now it's day they're not very careful with it in a way that's really <laughs> insulting <laughs> kind of <laughs> seriously um, but yeah um, as she's being loaded into the paddy wagon siren says that she hopes that she and edward can fight again one day as a man and a woman again this is just so creepy mm-hmm. i hate how how predatory this is yeah. it's I, yeah, uh... and, um and she also tells him that she heard that someone is studying the Philosopher's Stone in a town called Zenitime. And Edward's like, Zenitime. Um, and then she's loaded yeah. up into the paddy wagon. So then our next scene, we're on the train. Yeah, we're with, leaving Akroya. Yes. Edward and Alphonse are on the train. Alphonse has got his knees curled up to his chest. And he's hugging them rope tight. And he's turned on the seat and he's facing the window. Not he's, Edward. He's angry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Alphonse basically says that he still thinks Siren is a good person. And then he's like, Ed, you think that too. And then we get this shot of Ed being like, but do I? <laughs> yeah, I really didn't know. I really didn't know how to categorize that. Um, but, <laughs> but we end the scene on the train with a close-up shot of Edward eating a bowl of Katsudon, which he, which he presumably stole. He just stole the bowl. It's the, the same bowl from the police station. And it's so not like a disposable. It's Robbed him. Um, but um, then we get our, our a shot inside of the paddy wagon that Siren yes. was loaded into. And she's sitting there and she... Turns to the policeman and she's like, it's really hot in here. Could you let me unzip my shirt no, just a little? No, could you unzip me? Oh, sorry. Could you unzip me just a little? Yep. And, and then, then we see the same kind of explosion that we saw when the convent and the hospital were destroyed. Again, though, she doesn't need to unzip her shirt. For right. the first time we saw alchemy, she doesn't need to unzip her shirt to use it. This is a fantasy. Yeah, this so, is literally like, a fantasy. Anime was a mistake. Yeah. The point is the big titty bunny girl escapes and we see her run off into the moonlight. And then she jumps. She's like, ha! And then our... Yeah. our Credits roll. In a, in a way, the, and the jump is like... The, it's in a way that makes you want to... That, that they obviously want you to be like, Yeah, she got away! But I don't know why I would feel like that, because I don't trust her. I, I, well, I, I don't I, give a shit about her. We'll, we'll get into our, our takeaways right, for the episode. So, so obviously we have to start by talking Siren. about... Siren. Let me reiterate part of the quote from Hayao Miyazaki earlier. He said... Being able to think up this kind of design, it depends on whether or not you can say to yourself, oh yeah, girls like this exist in real life. If you don't spend time watching real people, you can't do this. You can't say girls like this exist in real life because you've never seen it. There are no girls like Siren in real life. Some people spend their lives interested in only themselves. And I don't think we would be doing our job if we were to give them a pass on Siren. No, we I wouldn't. really think we have to talk about the feminism issues. We absolutely do. But before we do that... Absolutely. Can we play a game? Certainly. All right, we're going to play Guess Who really quickly. I am going to give you the qualities of a Full Metal Alchemist character, mm-hmm. and you're going to tell me which character I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. all right? There's a myriad of characters to choose from. I know, there's so many. So... Um, first quality, this character is a woman. That only knocks off like 40% though. I know. She is busty. Okay. Still doesn't narrow it down a lot, so let's move forward. She is confident in her sexuality. Okay, there's still a good, there's still a good pool. Yeah. Um, she has cool abilities. Okay. Okay. She assumes multiple identities. Okay. She is a Full Metal Alchemist villain. Okay, now we're now we're narrowed down. She wears tight-fitting black outfits. Got it. She uses her feminine wiles to commit crimes. Got it. 
and she has a tattoo on her breastbone. Hmm. Who am I describing? Hmm. Lust. I'm describing lust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really odd to look at. <laughs> it's really odd to look at Siren. Because the only difference is that she's blonde. And, and that Alphonse, Alphonse has, has a crush, crush on her. On her. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, there's... It's a stupid character. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Um, it definitely seems like they're like, I want to make a villain who's like as cool as the villains that Arakawa made. But... She's not. She does. She doesn't belong here. No. No. At all. No. It's um, her. Her. Her playing card thing. Kind of cool. That's I, something yeah. we haven't seen yet. I actually. I actually yeah. liked that as a, as an interesting application of alchemy. Yeah. And I thought that they could have done a lot more with it, but they instead because we saw we saw the tightrope and we saw the sword and we yeah. saw her use them as like shuriken a bunch yeah. of times, but more times or I guess as many times we saw her do like the water thing. Water bending. Yes, water water bending. Um, and and the first time we see it when she does like the smoke bomb, I'm totally willing to accept that that sure. it's some chemical that she uses alchemy to like get through the floor and then through the ceiling of the room below, and, and then, then makes it expand it into... rapidly. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah uh, I'll buy that, that. I'm totally, I'm totally I cool with that. Just I hate the thing with moving tendrils. Yeah, I hate this idea of like alchemy can create automated moving. Things I yeah. I hate the idea of a one size fits all transmutation circle. I mean, she's a water. I think that's bullshit. That's, that's it. She's a water. Right, but she uses the same transmutation circle for water for water bending and also for the playing cards. Yeah. So this is a one size fits all transmutation circle. I hate that. I think it is so lazy. Absolutely. Well, and it's just it's just not how it's supposed to work. Sure. And finally, like the last thing that we have to talk about with Siren because we will get into the feminism stuff. Oh yeah. Um. Her motivation, they, they, last last episode, they introduced this as Alphonse says, isn't it like strange how there's some people where you can't tell if they're good or bad. But by the end of the episode, even though Alphonse says that I think she's a good person and I think Edward that you think so too. I still don't know. I don't have right. any evidence to, to, yeah, to I don't... really point one way or the other. If anything, I think she's a bad guy. I think she's a selfish crook. Right, right. Because her, her motivation is unclear because she's constantly grifting. And mm-hmm. it's it's really unclear if that's her motivation to, to help the town in any way. It appears to just be wholly selfish. Yeah. I don't know where she got those, kill, those children. I know. I um, know. But like... Because her motivation is wholly selfish, or I just otherwise don't know what it is, I can't root for her. Right. And, and like, so I don't yeah. give a shit that she gets away at the end. Exactly. Um, the episode as a whole... This, this, I think, is the worst episode we've seen by, by a decent margin. Would you agree? Worst? Yes. Yeah. The worst episode of Full Metal. Just because, like... Yeah. It, it doesn't fit at all. And, and The second worst being the Maj Hall episode, which, <laughs> which is, is interesting. Funny. We, me specifically, I think, right? Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a habit of looking up who writes episodes of yes. TV. Uh, it, it interests me immensely. Um, yeah, I started doing it when we were watching Breaking Bad, which was several years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, even with comedy shows, it's just very fun to kind of watch an episode and say who wrote that because teams or shows usually have relatively small teams of writers and everybody sits together and plots the season out as i understand and then you have like a head writer for an episode exactly exactly Um, and i'm sure they go back into the room etc etc but the person who wrote episode four which was maj hall's episode which was also a totally original episode Mm -hmm. um really the only these are really the only wholly original episodes so yes. far. They were both written by the same man. Yes, his name is Toshiki Inoue, and he kind of came from, like, the the live-action, pulpy, sci-fi yeah. kind of thing, is, is yeah. what we found when we did some searching on him online. I feel like they got him for his name, like, he was a right. big get Because he studio. has a huge, uh, huge catalog of... Yeah. 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 yeah, but, like, I feel like he was just a big get for the studio, but he's not... His, his style is not appropriate... For this, for this universe, right. and it's and it's frustrating because some of his beats, like his comedy beats, I think they're great. He's they, like the only writer we've seen who has actually done funny. Very much so. Yeah, he's the only person who's even trying to be funny. Like, yeah, like Edward eats constantly in this episode, and it's very great. Funny. And he has a scene in the Mosh Hall episode where he's just going crazy on. Some I loved food. that moment. So he understands the comedy and how to how to make that work in Full Metal yeah. better than any of the other writers on the team. 
Uh, especially the main guy. But Sorry. he's a misogynist. Yeah, he's, he has a big problem with uh, hating women. Yeah. Um, or liking women too much. I don't know. But, Who knows? But again, is, it, is there a difference? But again, we can. <laughs> uh, but again, we can look at that uh, quote from Hayao Miyazaki, which is just: these women don't exist in the real world. No. There is no siren in real life. No. And it's and it's I, I assume insulting to yeah. see the way it's played out, and it's creepy the way that she interacts with Edward. It really it's, is. It's very predatory, and like it's. Look, I understand that, like, as a teenage boy, if you're sitting there and you're watching this grown-ass woman with huge, huge tits yeah. hitting on the 15-year-old boy, you're like, oh. yeah, Edward, oh. get it. But, like, uh, as a 100%. grown woman, I'm sitting there like, she is a predator. Where's Chris Hansen? Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well and, and sorry to be that guy. As a young man, I would have loved this episode. I'm a lot smarter and a lot more mature now. yeah. Um, yeah, which is, but this is being written anymore. by a grown man. So I can, I can watch it as an adult and be like, yeah, he's a kid and you're 25, probably. Yeah. It, it's weird. I don't like it. I, I hate it, It's really. insulting it's, that it's being, that, that we have a female character who is meant, I believe, very much meant to be a strong, self-possessed woman, but I, she's yeah. so hypersexualized into a 15 year old's wet dream right and the only exploration they re- i don't i wouldn't even call it ex- they do i don't think they do any like exploration of her she's yeah. she's not uninteresting right but by but the not, things about her that are interesting are the things they don't choose to explore exactly by not answering the question of whether or not she's a good person and by not looking at what her actual motivations are they do a massive disservice to her to where she's only there for sex yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is that is awful in and of itself. So, ugh, so much. Yeah. Um, um, other thoughts about the episode is it definitely feels like it was... Because we talked earlier about how quickly things happen. It definitely feels like it should have been two episodes. It should have been twice as long. And I think maybe it's possible that he wrote it as two episodes. Or he just wrote a ton of content and they cut it down to, to the necessary... Necessary... Beats. But what they cut was like the connective tissue that made the plot actually work. Like right. we jump so much and there's so much missing from right. it. that, that Main, Mainly her escaping from things, which is like, that ought to be the coolest, like the cool action sequences. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Um, why do you think this episode even exists? I, I mean, what? A, so episodes should exist <sighs> in order to further the plot or teach characters a lesson. Mm-hmm. Or to or to introduce things. Or to introduce things, which I would but, consider for plot. But we are yes. But, but we already know that Siren doesn't come back because we checked. Yes. Um, but what do the boys learn? Nothing. Not, do, what do they are they supposed to learn that gray morality can exist? Isn't that something they should already know? Right. Ma- and, and, well that's that's the assumption we have to draw based on the preview to the episode. You know what? This is a big woof. Or a big whiff on the manga's part, on Arakawa's part. Um, she really could have included some morally gray characters in Full Metal mm. Alchemist. I mean, can mm. you imagine, like, maybe a little 15-year-old boy in a red coat who could be a morally gray character? Or, that ooh, be, yeah. maybe, like, a deadbeat dad who skips out on his family to go save the country. Or maybe she could have included, like, somebody in the military, like a colonel who committed genocide yeah. and is using illegal and questionable means to rise to power with the motivation to make sure that a genocide never happens again. Ooh, or, or we could have like a persecuted visible minority go on like a revenge quest. Yeah. Like that could be so cool, but really, if, obviously that doesn't, gray morality doesn't exist in full metal. So siren. If, if she had included any character who embodied this kind of gray morality we wouldn't have even needed the big titty bunny girl oh wait the manga's full of we're being <laughs> all of those characters exist we're being, they're all real we're being extremely sarcastic well like so, almost every character every has character some, has, some, has degree. some form i guess winry would be an exception alphonse himself might be an winry exception. pulls some shit of her own like yeah. it's uh, i don't know i feel like she does something in the north i'll have to sit down with her for a minute <laughs> but like Oh, our, our heroes throughout Full Metal Alchemist are constantly engaged in questionable activity. Yeah. They they have very questionable moral standards. Right. If you wanted to show me a character and make me question whether he's a good or bad character, Scar, who you mentioned, is an excellent, excellent example. Excellent Roy Mustang character. is a good example. Yeah. I think Hohenheim is a fantastic yeah. example. 
and and I'm just going through the list that you said backwards, but Edward himself. Very questionable morality. Look at the Uswell arc. They, the show doesn't want Edward to do bad things, and I think the reason he didn't transmute gold in the last episode is because, because they, they were like, we don't want him to do something We don't bad. want to have a morally gray protagonist, even though that right. is what makes an interesting protagonist, is a protagonist who is willing to do a little evil then I have in order to do the most good. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm picturing Arakawa like, sitting in the room as these people are like talking through the story, and they go to the Usewell arc, and they're like, okay, but he'll use these coins to like cover them in gold so he doesn't actually break the law. And I'm just picturing her sitting there like, did you read it? Why? Why wouldn't he break the law? <laughs> but, oh, uh, man. So they, so they learned nothing. Well, the they character... learned that they needed to go to Zenatime, which but they why... could have easily just dropped into the very beginning of the Zenatime episode. Because that's how they got to Akroya, is yeah. they, they just went on a total whim. So yeah. they could have gone to Zenatime on a total whim. Right. They could have just dropped, like gotten off in Zenatime. Like, literally the same, like, beat for beat, the way that this episode opened, they could have just done it in Zen yep. time. They don't even need... You can even keep the dango. You can even keep the dango. Like, come on. The... So, I don't know why I had to watch this episode. Yep. I really don't understand wasted it. wasted my time. In the same way that I don't know why I had to watch the whole fucking flashback. <laughs> because they wasted my time with it. I right. didn't learn anything. I and didn't raise still... any questions. And, and the bi- my big problem with the flashback is there is still... A three-year gap where we don't know what happened. Where Edward apparently went from, we're not gods, we're just humans, to, no, I'm the closest thing to a god you'll ever see. Yeah. Where he went from, alchemists don't hurt people, to, let's go to Lior and hurt people. Like, there's so... <laughs> yeah. Where he went from being real down in the dumps in Mustang's presence and this almost hero worship of him to, that guy's a piece of crap. There's so much that they didn't cover, so this flashback yeah. did nothing. I have I don't have any questions from the flashback. I have questions about what happened between the flashback and now. Yeah, you guys fucking blew it. Yeah. Is our point. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Anyways, that's really all I have to say about this episode. If if you're following along or if you're watching it alongside it, don't just skip it. It it <laughs> No, I'm, I'm I'm totally serious. It's a huge waste of time. If you it like is. Big, it's if, so if you like big titty anime girls, this episode is for you. And and there's Ah, there's something wrong with that. I was about to say there's nothing wrong with that, but when they're portrayed like this, it's problematic. Don't watch the episode. It's Netflix, a bad episode. Pull it. You pulled the community episode where they played Dungeons and Dragons. Pull this episode. <laughs> um, next time we're gonna watch episode eleven, which is called "The Other Brothers Elric." Um, it is the first two-parter in a I long think. time. No, I think Leor was a two-parter. Uh, yeah, but this is "The Other Brothers Elric" part one. Okay. Sure. Um, sure. Uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited for the next episode. Because uh, you know these characters a little bit because you watched the show in the past and you said that they're somewhat important. I do not remember this this arc at all, though. Okay. I remembered Siren. The second that we <laughs> saw the thumbnail for this episode, I was like, oh my god, and it came rushing back to me. Um, I don't remember anything about it, the Tringham Brothers. It looks really, really fun. I do know I'm that they're really extremely popular it. within the fandom and that people will write fan fiction and be like, this is FMAB only, this is manga only, except for the Tringhams. They're also here. So do like, you, do you think <laughs> very that, strange. Are they like the Wario and the Waluigi to the boys? I cannot remember. I can't tell you that. I just know that they're, they are loved, um, by people who watched O3 and... That's, that's, I, I don't think I ever saw these episodes. I think these were okay. like, cause they're, they're just kind of gaps that I didn't see. Well, that's fun. Do you want to go watch it right now? Let's go.